right, well, good to see you. I guess I can't see you, but you can see me. Good to uh, be with you tonight uh, during these trying times and changing conditions all the time. Uh, but I'm excited you're with us tonight. Welcome to Victory Way Baptist Church. And our, We have our midweek service, our, our midweek Bible study and service on Tuesday nights because on Wednesday nights we, we would generally have our kids' night, our bus ministry and our master's club Well, tonight uh, and uh, for the upcoming future. Obviously, we're going to have to have all of our services online. Our president uh, and, uh, and our governor both uh, uh, put out guidance that we should have no gatherings over 10 or more. And, uh, and I really spent some time in prayer about that. And, and I understand uh, uh, our First Amendment guarantees our right to assemble. And uh, we could certainly stand up against it and so forth. But uh, the Bible also says in Romans chapter 13 that uh, that we're to obey the authorities. And uh, if I thought the authorities, there's limits to that, we understand, but if I thought the authorities were doing this, trying to squash the preaching of the gospel or trying to uh, put, a, put a, I guess, a muzzle on the, on the word of God being proclaimed, then, then by golly, we'd have service every single night. But uh, I don't believe that's the case. I believe they have their best intentions out for us. So we're going to go by their guidance. And, uh, and so from this point on, uh, through the end of the end of the end of March, into this month, a uh, two-week period, as per the president and our governor's guidance, all of our services will be online, online-only streaming. Now we're giving you lots of ways to get there. Uh, visit our website, VictoryWayBaptist.com, and lots of instructions. Three different ways you can watch live, you can watch later, all these things, and uh, and even have now online giving available for you to be able to be faithful in that area. So. So I'm excited to be with you anyway, though, and others that maybe are joining us tonight, welcome, and uh, take, take your Bibles tonight. We're just going to get right into the Word of God. That's what we came for. So take your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter number 4. Philippians chapter number 4. And as you're flipping there, uh, I, was, uh, I remember an old story about a psychiatrist one day was telling his patient about uh, how to achieve some inner peace. And and they said, here's the way you achieve inner peace. You finish the things, you, uh, all the things that you've started. And uh, so the person thought about it, went home, looked around his house, and gathered up all the stuff that he'd started, hadn't finished. And, and so before he left the house, that, that very next morning, he finished off an entire bottle of orange juice, a package of Oreos, a, a pot of coffee, the rest of a cheesecake, some saltine crackers, and a box of Hershey, or a bag of Hershey's Kisses. And he went back to a psychiatrist for the next meeting. He said, you know what? That did feel pretty good. And, and uh, we, sometimes we get some pretty silly things about uh, how we follow instructions and uh, so forth. I heard about one preacher he preached, and, and uh, he preached a very long sermon, and it was one of those. I've preached plenty of those. And, and you, you get done, and, and the people were done way before I got done. And, and it was kind of a long, boring sermon this preacher preached that day. And people walked out as they are walking out of the church. And, and this one lady, uh, finally, no one was speaking to him, saying a word. They're just going on by him. Finally, this one lady spoke to him and said, Pastor, today your sermon reminded me of the peace and the love of God. And that pastor looked there and said, Boy, that was the nicest thing. Uh, I think anybody's ever said to me about anything I've ever preached before. Could you, could, you, could you elaborate? Could you tell me why? She said, well, it reminded me of the peace of God because it passed all understanding. <laughs> and it reminded me of the love of God because it endured for 
ever. Well, I'm praying we don't do that tonight. But obtaining t- tonight, what I want to do is, during this troublesome time, the Lord led me to, uh, to step away from our series in Joseph for the night. And I, I want to preach a message that, that, that I've preached before, but, but I think it's, it's the right message for the day where we are. We're certainly living in a day where, where I believe uh, it seems that nobody has any peace about anything. And and uh, that's especially added now, but that was before the virus, and now it seems to be even worse. And people get all riled up uh, left and right about everything, and every, we allow the affairs of the world to just almost dictate us and control us to a point. And, and we would be living, even before the virus, a life, anything, but we would consider a peaceful life. And, and now we have the virus and all that's questioned around that. Well, the Word of God tells us, I believe in Philippians chapter 4, it gives us some, some, some help when it comes to how to obtain peace in troubled times. And so tonight, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to preach on, how to obtain peace in troubled times. And my answer is simply this, truly, true peace can only come from God. If you've got your Bibles out, why don't you turn there with me, Philippians 4, if you're not already there. And we're going to read some very familiar verses, but I pray it will be a help to you tonight. The Bible says this in Philippians 4, in verse number 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds in or through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, he says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, whatsoever things, uh, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do in the God of peace shall be with you. A prescription here for peace, uh, obtaining peace in troubled times. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for the word of God tonight and for the next little bit, Lord. I know it's, a, it's certainly a little different for me. I, I certainly miss our folks here at Victory Way Baptist and, and Lord, preaching kind of to an empty room here. And, and Lord, that, that's, that's, that's a little different. But Lord, your word will never go out void. Your word is, a, is powerful and your word has the answers, Lord, for life's problems. And I'm, I'm thankful tonight, Lord, in a day and an age and a time in our, in our country's life cycle and this world's life cycle where, where people are full of fear, people are full of worry, that we can go to the Word of God and get answers. And I pray that you'd help me tonight to exegete this. I pray that you'd help me tonight to expound the, the Word of God and, and to be faithful to it. And I pray that you'd help uh, the dear listeners, Lord, to apply some of these truths into, our, into their lives, Lord. Uh, truths that will help them get peace during troubled times. Be with us tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As I look through the text, I, I see several truths here. The first one, I want you to see this, how to get peace during troubled times. Uh, and it, I believe in verse 4, it gives us a, the first hint of it. Peace comes, I wrote this down, peace comes through rejoicing and praise. Read with me verse 4. The Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. 
rejoice and praise. And that word rejoice means to be glad in. It's, it's in the, 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 the theologians tell us it's in the imperative move. Do you know what that means? Simply this, it's a command. It's, it's, it's a command here to, to, to be glad in the Lord. And I don't know about you, when I get glad, I like to praise the Lord. And one of the things that will help you during the time when you're, you're feeling discouraged, when you feel a little fearful, when you get a little worried and, and troubled times come, would be simply this, how about just spend a little time praising the Lord? Listen, we put our eyes on the world and what's going on in the world. We, sometimes we, we forget all the things we have to praise Him about. Now, Paul, when he's writing this, you have to keep in mind, he's, he's, he's writing to the, book of Philippi, or to the book of Philippians to the, the, the city of Philippi and the church at Philippi. He's, he's pinning these words while he's bound between two so, soldiers in a Roman prison. He knows he's about to die and it, it, pretty soon he's going to face the, uh, the executioner's blade. Still, regardless of the circumstances, he writes to this church and he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. In spite of the circumstances, he is praising and rejoicing in the Lord. Now, if you know Christ as your Savior, there's nothing in this world that could ever or should ever be able to take us away from the fact that we have everything to praise the Lord for. Hey, we listen, our names are written in heaven. We're already heaven bound uh, with the hammer down, as Mace Jackson used to say. You see, see, in life, people change. Circumstances change. And, and this is certainly a weird circumstance. I'm preaching to an empty church tonight, but I'm telling you, life constantly changes. But praise God, we serve a God who never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said in Malachi 3.10, He said, I am the Lord and I change not. We serve an unchanging, immutable God. Un unchangeable is all, uh, all get out. He, he never moves. He never changes. And I'm thankful for that tonight. And since that's true, we can rejoice in Him no matter what the circumstances are all around us. That means this, even when the road gets hard, remember, He's planned our path. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and He delighteth in His way. Even when there's a, a virus outbreak as we're living in today and, and you, have to, you have to watch church online and I have to preach to an empty church. Can I tell you, He promised to make all things work for good. He said in Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work to get for good to them that love Him and, and to them who are called according to His purpose. I don't know what good's going to come out of this, but I know i got a God I can stand on His promises. And, and even when you feel like giving up, you know what? Sometimes I feel like a loser. Even when you feel like there is no victory, where, where's the end of all this going to happen? Can I promise you, my Bible says we are victorious through Christ Jesus. Our church motto is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. And, but thanks be to, the Lord, to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, Romans 8, 37 says, And all these things were more than conquerors through Him that loved us. No matter what the circumstances is, here's what I'm trying to tell you tonight. He is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised when the, uh, listen, when the, when the virus outbreaks comes. By the way, He's worthy to be praised when He gets that mess out of here too. We learned some lessons from this. He is worthy to be praised. And if you want peace in your life, it'll start with just praising Him. Can I tell you, when you get worried, discouraged, and down, just someday, just sit down, get down on a knee, raise that hand up to the sky, and start thanking God for everything you can see around Him. Thank you for the roof over your head. Thank Him for the, uh, the, the very floor that you're, you're kneeling on. Thank Him for uh, your family. Thank Him for the car you have to drive. Thank Him for everything you have. And it won't take long before you'll go from down and despondent to, to a rejoice fest because you're praising the Lord. And guess what? When praise comes in, peace comes in. 
So the first step that I see here, peace comes through rejoicing and praise. But get back in the Word of God with me in verse number 5. Let's look at the next one. Not only does peace come through praise, I wrote this down, peace comes through practicing patience. Look at verse 5. He says, let your moderation be known unto all men. That word moderation means, has the idea of gentleness or patience. And so Paul's telling the believers here at Philippi, he says, he says that they need to let their patience be known unto all men. That means when circumstances come that can certainly create some conflict, we're to stay patient for the sake of peace. We get so impatient today. It seems like everywhere I go, I see people that are just so impatient. Hey, you want to see how impatient people are? You give it 1.2 seconds after the green light turns, after the light turns green before you go, you'll see how patient somebody is. That horn will be blowing already. It reminds me of a, of a lady up. Uh, I worked for the, the airlines, and, and uh, she was the reservation clerk. This, this person comes up and, or calls them on the phone, actually, and asks, asks this question. She answers the phone, the reservation clerk does, and asks them, how long does it take to get from, from Dallas-Fort Worth to Frankfurt, Germany? So she started punching it in the computer and was waiting for the computer to, 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 to do the calculation and to bring it up to be able to give the person an answer. And so while they're waiting, she said, just a minute. The person on the other side of the phone just hung up. Never really got their answer. So impatient, they heard them say, just a minute, and they were out of there. That's the way we live our lives today. And I'll tell you, most people are just so impatient. You know, most things in life worth waiting for require a little patience. We need to remain patient. That means, listen, in the days that we're living in right now, when you go to the grocery store, you know what? Lines are going to be a little longer. You know what that should do for us? Instead of getting all frustrated, instead of uh, a fussing, and, and I hear it, I, I've been through those lines. It's amazing the fussing that's going on and, and all this stuff. Listen, that is a great time. You know what the Lord has given us? He's given us an opportunity, a much longer opportunity than normal to brag about Him. He's given us a much more longer opportunity than normal to testify of His goodness, to, to praise God and, and to tell people, you know what, I'm not really worried about a virus because I serve a God who's in control. Listen, patience will help us. Patience will bring some peace. Not only for you, it'll bring some peace to some other people. And patience is certainly needed in these days that we're living in. Uh, today's problem is moderation and patience. Listen, it sometimes requires us to yield our rights. We think we have these rights and we have the right to this, the right to that. and You know, sometimes we just got to yield our rights to others and say it'll be okay. And, and listen, anytime somebody threatens those perceived rights, it's amazing how, how so many times if you watch society or the tempers will flare, the, wheels will, the stubborn wheels will show up. And, and uh, that's why we got to see, that's why you can go on Facebook right now or you can go on the internet right now and YouTube some stuff and you can see how ridiculous our society is. You can see actual fist fights in stores over a roll of toilet paper. That's where we're living today. Can I tell you, when you don't have patience, you'll never have peace. And so the Word, the word of God is telling us, hey, if you want peace, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Learn to rejoice and praise. Then it says, let your moderation be known to all men. Hey, peace comes when we're patient, when we let our moderation be known unto all men. Quit living your life like a bad Jerry Springer episode. And so many times we're doing that. I'm reminded of a little boy that taught a lesson on peace. Oh, he taught a lesson. He was standing in, the, in one of those big stores. And I remember when I was a little kid, we'd go to, I don't remember if it was called Leggett or J.C. Penney, a little store there in Waynesboro, Virginia. And it was the only store in our 
small little town that had anything like this. It had an escalator. And that escalator was so cool because that thing had, it was moving steps. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm from the country. I'd never seen anything like that. Steps that moved. You just step on it and ride up. You didn't even have to step as you went up. And it was the coolest thing ever. And, and, uh, but this little boy was, was there at an escalator and he was standing there and just kind of standing there watching the stairs. And so uh, 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 one of the sales ladies comes over and says, uh, hey, Son, are you lost? He said, Oh, no. I'm just waiting on my chewing gum to come back again. He done put his chewing gum, stuck it on the rail, and he's waiting on it to come all the way back again. That is a picture of patience. That's a boy that was at peace. Can I tell you, if you want patience, or if you want peace, it comes through first, learning to rejoice and to, and to, and to praise the Lord. Second, learn, learn, learning to remain patient. Can I give you a third one? Look with me, verse 5 again. The Bible tells us one more, uh, one more object here to, to bring about patience. It says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Notice that phrase with me. The Lord is at hand. Not only does peace come through praise and peace come through patience. Can I tell you, peace will come through realizing God's presence. Realizing God's presence. The Bible says the Lord is at hand. Can I tell you, there's only three human beings right now in this church tonight. Uh, Dave's up there running sound and... Uh, 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 we have another young, I won't say your name on there, how about that, Miss Becky? I just did, never mind. <laughs> Miss Becky's here, she may not even got the call, or she decided to come, I don't know what's, hey, we got less than 10 here, we're okay. Uh, but but, but we're, there's three of us in here, and me, and I'm doing the preaching. And it, it, But you know what, there's only three humans here tonight, but there's four. You say, why do you know there's four? Because God's here. You want to know why I know he's here? Because number one, I'm saved. And as we learned on Sunday, hey, because I got saved the moment I repented and changed my mind and believed, put my full weight and trust in the gospel, the fact that Jesus died for me, was buried and rose again. At that moment, the Holy Spirit dwelt me and he's sealed me and he sealed me until the day of redemption. So wherever I go, he's with me. The Lord is at hand. But beyond that, in Matthew 18, 20, the Bible promised that, that, listen, where two or three are gathered in my name, he said, there I'll be in the midst. And So there's three of us in here. He's gathered with us, and I'm thankful the promise of the Lord is at hand. Listen to the same promise in Joshua 1, 9. He said, be, be strong and of good courage. He, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Hebrews 13.5, of course, says this, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And I encourage you, if you've never read that one backwards, that one's as good backwards as it is forward, listen to it backwards. Thee forsake nor leave, never will I. Hey, peace comes when we realize God's presence. Listen, if God's with us and God's for us, who can be against us? You want to bring peace into your life and you need peace in troubled times. Can I tell you, it comes through rejoicing. It comes through praise. It comes through uh, uh, being patient. Let your moderation be known unto all, all men. It comes through realizing the presence of God. Look on with me in verse number 6 because there's another one here I want you to see. Peace not only comes through what we just listed, through praise and, and through patience and through realizing God's presence. But it also comes through prayer. In verse 6, the Bible says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. 
says, be careful for nothing. That word careful is an interesting word. We don't talk like that so much in our society today, but it's the same word as we would say, don't be anxious about anything. Don't be stressed out. Don't be worried to death about anything. And, and it really talks about this. It refers to a state of mind. A state of mind that we allow to get to when we get sometimes agitated over events or circumstances of life. Now, there's nothing wrong, certainly, with having concerns. We understand that. We all have concerns at times. It's, but it's when our concerns have us, that's when the problem comes. And Worry is so dangerous. Because here's what worry does. It allows us to, to create some false narratives. It allows us to come to false conclusions about who God is and, and how wonderful He is and make some false notions about God. Because here's what worry says. Worry says God is not able. Worry will lead us to say God is not real. Worry says is if God's real, then, then, then He obviously doesn't even care about me, though, or my situation. Worry will get you down the wrong track. Can I tell you, every one of those statements I just said are false? Because I want you to know this, my God is able. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, God is able to abound, uh, toward, make all that grace abound towards you. I'm thankful my God is able to exceedingly, abundantly do above all that we ever, ever ask or think. Hey, the, the, the Bible, worry will tell you God's not alive, but my Bible tells me God is alive. Hebrews 7, 25 says, Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Worry will tell you God doesn't care, but I want you to know God does care. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we have not a high priest which is, cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Hey, 1 Corinthians 5 and verse number 7 tells us to casting all our cares upon Him, for He careth for you. See, worry is just about lies and so forth. Peace comes when we, when we understand and we believe exactly who God says He is. When we bring everything to Him by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now when He speaks of this prayer and supplication and request, understand the difference between the three. Prayer is simply this, it's our general, it speaks of general prayer, general asking. Supplications, when we get really specific, we list some specific needs. And then our request that we bring to him, that's when we get really detailed. We get down to the... So the main thrust of the verse is really teaching us this. It's saying, worry, uh, we know worrying is the opposite of peace. And so what we need to do to, 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 to overcome that worry and to receive the peace of God is, by, is this, take everything to the God who can do everything about what we're worrying about in the first place. And we're to bring all our prayers and supplications and requests to God. Now notice how we're to do it too. We're to do it with thanksgiving, he says. I like that. Because here's what that leads me down the road of doing. That, that means when I come ask God for my needs, when I come ask God and bring my supplications and my requests and my prayers to God, that I go ahead and ask Him and thank Him for it in the first place before I even receive the answer. Because that's praying and believing. That's praying in faith. And, and that's praying knowing that I have a God in heaven who hears and answers prayer. God, I tell you, nothing brings God nearer to us than when we pray with a genuine, thankful heart. And His promise is, listen, He'll replace our worries and He'll replace it with His peace. That's what, he's praying. That's what He promises. Look again back in verse number 7 with me for just a moment. The Bible says, here's the result. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hey, he'll replace 
our worries. When we praise Him. He'll replace our worries when we're patient. He'll replace our worries when we realize His presence. He'll replace our worries when we bring everything to Him by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And He'll replace it with His peace. He said, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, some interesting things in that verse. That word keep, first of all, uh, it comes from a word that has the idea of, it's, a, it's kind of a military word. It's a word that, that has the idea of putting a garrison or a post and a guard, if you would. They would, they would also, uh, many times the military would, would put uh, around an important person that they're trying to keep safe or, or maybe even a prisoner that they're trying to keep from escaping. They'd, they'd post guard around it and they'd guard that thing. And that's the idea of the word keep, to garrison or build a fort around, to post a guard. And, and so here's what the Lord's promising to do when we, when we just put into practice these things, when we, when we get to praising Him, when we exercise patience and we realize His presence and we take everything to Him by prayer and supplication. He said, listen, I'll give you the peace of God which passes all understanding and then I'll put a guard around your heart and around your mind, he says, through Christ Jesus. He's going to post guards. Huh. See, instead of worrying yourself sick about things you can't change, he says bring them to the God who can change things. And so peace comes through rejoicing and praise, through practice and patience, through realizing His presence, and it comes through prayer. Lastly, I want you to see this. Peace also comes from pure thoughts. Look at verse 8. The Bible says, finally. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, uh, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, he says, think on these things. You know, one of the things I've found uh, that most people, it causes the biggest source of conflict and and consternation, I guess, and, and, and even confrontation in their life is simply this, the lack of control over their mind and the lack of control over their thoughts. Can I tell you this today? The mind is the ultimate battlefield of life. There's a fight going on for the mind. The Lord's fighting for it. Hey, the devil's fighting for it. Hey, your own flesh is fighting for it because whatever controls the mind controls uh, the actions, controls the belief system. And there's a battle raging for our mind. That's why the Bible said, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's a spiritual battle too, by the way. It's not a physical battle, but a spiritual battle. And we got to fight spiritual battle with spiritual resources. Listen to what Paul wrote, how he wrote about this this control and this fight for the mind over in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3 he said, for, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And he tells us, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, listen, every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want you to know, listen, you don't have to lose the battle for your mind. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to walk around in fear. You don't have to walk around full of worry. You don't have to walk around uh, 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 without the peace of God that passes all understanding. He says it's all available in your life. You don't have to walk around being a, a slave to those things. You don't have to be, walk around being controlled by your lust or by your stubborn habits. You can live life 
under the control of the Spirit of God. You can win the battle, and the battle always starts in the mind. That's why the battle, listen, can I tell you, I don't know what you struggle with. If it's worry, the, the battle's not with what's going on with the virus. The battle's in the mind. If it's with uh, alcohol, listen, the ba- battle is ultimately not with the bottle. It's, it's, it's for the mind. If it's drugs, the, that's not what the battle is. It's for the mind. If it's cigarettes, you just go through lists, porn, what, whatever in the world it is, food, depression, the, the fear of a disease that we're living in. Listen, the battle is not physical. It is ultimately in the mind primarily. And I want to give you a principle that will help you. It's just simply this. If you learn to think right, you'll end up believing right. And if you believe right, you end up behaving right. Listen, right believing or right thinking leads to right believing leads to right doing. And, uh, and I'm thankful for that wonderful truth. And so if I think right, then, I can, then, I'll, then I'll believe right, then I'll feel right, then I'll behave right. And, that's, that's a, and it all starts right there in the mind. So until you get to victory over the mind, listen, you'll never have victory over worry. You'll never have victory over fear. You'll never have victory over that stubborn habit until you win the victory in the mind. And, and you can have peace. And he tells us how. You have peace in the, in the mind. And here's how it happens. It comes through pure thoughts. It comes through pure thoughts. We gotta, the first thing we've got to do is transform our mind. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, too, and be not conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of the mind that you may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Ephesians 4.23 tells them, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So how do we transform our mind? How do we get renewed in our mind? And the answer is simply this. you got to put every single thought through the test of Philippians 4.8. There's a filter here, if you want to look at it that way, of truth that you've got to take every thought and put it through that filter of Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. And that'll lead you to right thinking. And that'll lead you to biblical thinking. Everything in verse 8 that it lists here is true about the Bible. Think about this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, Isn't the Bible true? It absolutely is. Isn't the Bible honest? It absolutely is. Isn't the Bible just? It absolutely is. Isn't the Bible pure? It absolutely is. Isn't the Bible lovely? It absolutely is. Isn't the Bible full of good report? It absolutely is. Isn't the Bible full of virtue? It absolutely is. He said, that's what we've got to think on. Things that are true. Things that are true. I want to give you a principle to think about tonight. This is a tongue twister, so let me see if I can even get it right. Uh, the way, let's say it this way, the way not to think bad thoughts. You can't get victory over bad thoughts by trying not to think about them. Let me say it again. You can't get victory over bad thoughts, negative thoughts, impure thoughts, untrue thoughts by trying not to think about them. Because when you're trying not to think about them, guess what you're doing? You're actually thinking about them. Or you're thinking about trying not to think about them, which makes you think about them. That's a tongue twister right there. But listen, that's, the, that's just a truth I want you to get. And that's what Paul says here in verse 8. Listen, he doesn't tell us not all these other, this list of things not to think about. In fact, he didn't, say, he didn't bring that up. He just says here, here's what you do. Here's how you renew the spirit of your mind. You think about things. The only thing you allow through that filter of your thought life and through that brain is things that are true, things that are honest, things that are just. 
And so, so he doesn't say stop trying to think about the bad things. He just says just think about the good things. And what a picture of the Word of God. And so let's look at this real practically for just a moment. Uh, what, what things are true? Here's the question. Here's what you've got to ask yourself. How do I get peace in my thought life? He's telling us if we want peace, we've got we to have pure thoughts. So how do I get peace? Well, number one, you've got to ask, is the thought you're having right now even true? You know, if you turn on the news right now, and I know there's, uh, I'm not, I, I'm trying to be balanced on this thing. I, I don't think it's as bad as half the fear mongers say, but I certainly don't think it's nothing either. And so it's somewhere in the middle, and I want to be balanced. But, but I'm listening, I'm telling you what, you can listen to that stuff 24 by 7, and, and, and they're going to make you think, this is Armageddon, the world's ending. And, uh, and uh, Jesus is coming back one day, praise the Lord, but I don't believe this, this is it. So, uh, uh, so here's what you ask yourself. Is the thought I'm having right now even true? Can I rely on this thought? Don't, if it's not true, don't let yourself even consciously think on it. You know what happens so many times in our mind? We allow a, something that's not even true in the first place to sit in there and stew and spin so long on it. and We allow that to control us to the point where it, even though it isn't even true, it might as well have already happened because as far as we know, it's true to us because we've allowed it to get to that place. And here's what Paul's saying. He says, listen, if it's not true, don't even dwell on it. Don't entertain it. Don't let it come into your thought pattern whatsoever. Kick that thing out right now. Then he asks this next one. He says, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. Is your thought honest? Is it an honest thought? That word honest literally means this, is it honorable? We're not to think on things that are honorable. Don't let dishonorable things come into your, come into your mind. Is it, 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 the way to think about that, is this thought even worthy of my respect? Don't let that dishonest thought come in. Don't let it control you. Huh. Listen. When a dishonest thought or an untrue thought comes in, one of the ways I like to tell you to handle it or like to talk about handling it is I just need to get rid of that thing. I need to squash it. And we say this a lot here as I, I preach on the thought life here uh, a fair amount at Victory Way. But uh, I like to say this. We need to squash those, those negative, those untrue, those unhonorable thoughts, and we need to squash them like an ant. Uh, you ever had an ant show up while you are eating? <laughs> Maybe out on a picnic or... Or somewhere, and all of a sudden, an ant shows up. You know, ants uh, ants do that from time to time. I don't know about you, but I have never sent an invite card to a picnic for an ant to come join me. But they just show up. Because when I'm talking about an ant, here's what I'm talking about. Think about this this acronym or this acrostic: automatic negative thought. That's what an ant is. An ant is an automatic negative thought. You don't have to work for that thought to show up. It just pops in there. Uh, and everybody has ever really spent any time with the Lord can, get, can testify with this. Sometimes I'll be reading the Word of God. Sometimes I'll be praying. And right in the midst of a, of a good time of fellowship with the Lord, all of a sudden, bam, this thought comes into my mind. And it, it's certainly not honorable of the Lord. Like, where did that come from? You don't have to work for those. They just pop in there. Automatic negative thought is, an ant, is what I call an ant. And so if an ant shows up, here's what you got to do. I don't know about you. When one shows up while I'm having a picnic, I just take my boot and I stomp that butter. I stomp him into the ground. Sometimes I smear him a little bit just to make sure he's dead. But I'm telling you what, I stomp him, I stomp him. He's got to go. Can I tell you, when those, those, those thoughts show up that, that aren't true, when those thoughts show up that aren't honest or honorable, you need to squash him like an ant, stomp it out, and replace it with thoughts that are true, 
and with thoughts that are honest. Look at the next one. He says this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just. That word just means literally means straight as opposed to crooked and wandering. Don't let any crooked things enter your mind. How many of you know a river? You ever watch a river? It never goes in a straight line. It, it goes, it meanders like this because it finds the course of the easiest flow. And, and so wherever it can flow the easiest, move the dirt easiest and, and find its way down through there, that's where it goes and it finds the easiest path. Well, well that's what you, you can't let your mind wander like that and be crooked like that. We, we need to be, think on things that are just, straight as opposed to crooked is kind of the idea. Test your thoughts. If it's not just, if it's not straight, hey, it's got to be squashed. It's an ant. It needs to go. The next thing he says this, and whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever thing pure. Pure there means free of contamination. Originally it was a word that used to be used to, to describe the, the sacrifice of animals. They had to be, uh, when you, back in the Old Testament anyway, they had to bring the animals to God and it had to be pure and, and free of contamination without spot to be offered unto the God. And so here's the way I like to think about this one is simply this. Is this thought pure? Could I offer this thought in worship to God? And if I couldn't, it needs to go. It needs to go. Lord, could I worship you with this thought? If not, squash it like an ant. Look at the next one. Is it lovely? And whatsoever things are lovely. That simply has the idea of this. Does it cause, does this thought cause me to love? Does this thought cause me to love? Or does it cause me to criticize? Does it cause me to build up? Or does it cause me to tear down? Does it bring division? Or does it cause me to love others? It doesn't cause you to love others. It needs to go. Squash it like an ant. Then he goes on the next one. Look what he says next. He said, and whatsoever things are good report. Good report literally has the idea of things which are high-toned. It, it, it's really a musical term, which I would know nothing about. Otherwise, I would have sung before we even started preaching tonight. But uh, the idea of a musical term, that it literally means this. It's of a, uh, it's of a, it sounds good. It's refined. It's on pitch, in other words. And, and uh it, 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 when you're thinking about it, is it good report? It's it, is it something that uh, that sounds good? Is it something that's on pitch? And that's the kind of thinking I tell you that that'll shut down rumor mills. That'll shut down gossip mills, and that'll shut down a lot of stuff. It does, does it cause me? Does this sound good even to say, or is this critical and negative? Is kind of the idea if you think about it. We're to be known as people that spread good reports. And, uh, and that's what we're called to be as Christians. So, so put it through that filter and so forth. And, you know, if we would give as much energy to thinking about the, the truth and the truths of the Word of God as we do about everything else we allow to control our thought life, then we could have peace and we could have it every single day. And not just our peace, but He promised His peace, the peace of God, which passes all understanding. So here's where it comes from again. Peace comes from rejoicing and praising. How's your rejoicing and praising? Are you allowing this situation we're in right now to get you all down and fearful and worried and negative? Can I tell you, you won't have the peace of God that way. Start praising Him. If you still got breath, guess what? You're still alive. If you've been saved by the grace of God, you, listen, the worst thing that could happen is you could die and then you get to go to heaven. Boy, that's real bad. And so, so rejoice Always, again, I say rejoice, he says. Peace comes from practicing patience. 
Can I tell you, even if you go to that long, to that long line at the grocery store, <laughs> practice some patience. Listen, our lives are going to be interrupted for a little bit. It'll be all right. <laughs> what a great time to slow down, focus on things that really matter, our families, and, and, uh, and having some extra time, maybe tell somebody about the Lord while you're waiting in line. And you know what? They get the last roll of toilet paper. That's all right. God may leave. You'll be all right. And how about this? Peace also comes from realizing his presence. Thank God. Wherever I go, he goes with me because <laughs> he's in me. He indwelt me and he seals me till the day of redemption. Thank God. There's nowhere I can go away from the Lord. And I'm thankful for that today. I'm thankful that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Peace comes through also this, realizing not only his presence, but taking everything to him by prayer. When's the last time you took that worry to God by prayer? It's interesting how many times, and I'm guilty too, I'm, I'm preaching to myself here too, we get all worried about something, and, and we'll do everything but take it to the one who can do something about it. I mean, I'll, I'll talk to friends. I'll, I'll call people. I'll text people. I'll, I'll spend all day stewing on it and figuring it out and trying to figure it out in my own mind and my own intellect. When he just said, just give it to me. <laughs> just bring it to me. Cast your care upon me, for I care for you. And then lastly, peace comes through pure thoughts. We've got to control the thought life. Is it true? Is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it of good report? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That's how we can have peace in troubled times. Lastly, I just want to tell you this as we close. There's an ultimate peace available to all of us. We're talking about the peace. We're talking about the peace of God here. We can have His peace. Thank God. That's available for us as Christians. But listen, the peace of God's not available to you until you're first a Christian, until you first have peace with God. Listen to this verse in verse 9 here. The Bible says, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, he said, do. And then the peace of God shall be with you. With you. What's those things that Paul had taught them that they had seen and heard and received from him? Well, let me tell you what one of them was. One of them was simply this. It was the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was the good news of the fact that Jesus had died for, their, their, for our sins and was buried and rose again. Paul told us clearly what the gospel was over in 1 Corinthians 15. In verse number 1, he said this. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. And verse number 2, he said, By which you are saved. And verse number 3, he said, How that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And so, so Paul, he says here, he's, he's, he just simply ends it this way. He says, Those things which you've both learned and received and heard and, and seen in me. He said, Listen, one of those things is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was through that that, that we can have peace with God. Through believing the, the fact that Jesus died in our place for our sins, shed His blood, was buried, rose again, that we can have not only the peace of God, but peace with God, which is even more important. In fact, listen to Romans 5.1. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The only way you get peace with God is to be justified by faith. And the only way you're justified by faith is to repent, change your mind. Change your mind, number one, about your sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Change your mind, number two, about 
uh, about yourself. You can't save yourself. Uh, we're, we're saved by grace through faith. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saves us. You can't be baptized enough times. You can't do enough good works to get to heaven. Listen, the only way to heaven is trusting the one who was good and did good, and his name is Jesus. Hey, repent. Change your mind about your sin. Grieve God, you're a sinner. Repent. Change your mind about uh, yourself. You can't save yourself. Repent. Change your mind, most importantly, about the Savior, who he is. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way to heaven. The Bible says there's none other name given under heaven amongst men whereby we must be saved. Repent. Change your mind. Believe, put your full weight, trust, and confidence in the gospel. I already told you what that was, that Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Believe that he did it for you. That's how you get justified by faith, and that's how you get peace with God. And once you have peace with God, then you can receive the peace of God that passes all understanding. Do you have that peace tonight? Can I tell you my Bible tells us how to get it, Romans 10, 9? Says for, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Would you believe on him tonight? Would you confess? Would you agree with him? Would you say the same thing he says about your sin and, and that it's nasty and filthy and, and it's separated you from a holy God? Would you say the same thing he says about his son, that he loved you so much he came to this world to die for you? Pay your sin debt. And that he rose again from the dead and ascended into heaven is now at the right hand of the Father. Would you say the same thing about him? Confess that Jesus is Lord with the mouth while you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the gospel message. And the word of God says, Thou shalt be saved. Why don't you call on his name if you haven't ever done that in your life? Why don't you, get, why don't you trust him tonight? Why don't you get peace with God tonight in this troubled time? And just, just call upon his name. Listen, you don't have to, it's no magic words you say in a prayer. By faith, call upon his name. Say, Lord God, I believe that you're the Savior. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again for me. And I'm putting my trust in you and you alone to save me. And by faith, I receive the free gift of eternal life. Thank you for, thank you for giving me peace with God. And then start putting in practice what... I've been preaching to the Christians tonight. Start, start learning even in troubled times to praise Him because peace comes through praise. Start learning even in troubled times to be patient because peace comes through patience. Start learning even in troubled times to realize His presence because He's with us and He'll never leave us or forsake us. Start realizing and, and putting into practice taking everything to Him by prayer and supplication or prayer by prayer and supplication let our requests be known unto Him with thanksgiving. Listen, because prayer comes through prayer. Our peace comes through prayer. And lastly, start putting every thought through the filter of Philippians 4. Because peace comes through pure thoughts. It's a battle for the mind. If you allow Lord to control the mind, guess what? You'll have the peace that passes all understanding. God bless you. I pray you have a great night. Look forward to being back with you Sunday morning, 1030 subscribe, jump in, whatever you need to do. We'll have it in all kinds of matters. Listen, go to victorywaybaptist.com. I wrote lots of instructions. 
I have a letter going out to all of our church members. It tells you not only how to get on to watch the services for the rest of the month, and we'll have services at every single regular service time. So Tuesday night, 630, uh, get on your live stream. Sunday morning, 1030, get on your live stream. Hey, we'll even hopefully have some singing at that one. Uh, Sunday night, 630, get on your live stream. And we'll have to, this is the way we'll have to do church through the rest of the month, through March. And, and, but that's all right. The Lord will meet with us, and, and I promise he'll help us because his word never goes out void. Look on there as well on the victorywaybaptist.com website. And uh, there's, some, there's some creative ways to give. There's even some creative thoughts on how to keep your family healthy and some creative thoughts, I believe, on, on some, time, some spiritual things we ought to be doing right now. Taking some of this downtime that we have in life where there's no other activities outside of maybe going to work and, and using that to grow spiritually. Uh, I wrote about six pages worth of stuff. Just go to our website, click on uh, my response. I believe it will be a blessing. I believe it will help you. And God bless you, and have a good night.